0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is finding your balance. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo.
1: Welcome everyone, my name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been around a long time. Well, not so long. 30 years, I guess, in the realm of things is not very long, but for a person, that's fairly long to be on the radio. My message has always been the same. You have to refine what you lost. That's right, you have to refine what you lost. Most of you don't even know that you lost something. Well, you sense that you lost something, don't you? Yes, you do. You do have a sense of it. You sense that. You lost your innocence. You lost a bright hope, maybe, that you once had. You lost the sweet joy that you knew as a little child. You lost, well, a lot of other things you may have lost. But here's the key. Whatever you lost, don't resent having lost it. Because the main thing that you lost, you can get back. The main thing that you lost, you can get back. And when you get it back, everything else is restored. Everything else is restored. I want to share a little something with you. This may go over some of your heads, but I think some of you will kind of grasp a little bit what I'm trying to say. In the world in which we live, this physical universe, equations balance, chemical equations balance each other out. There's a tendency to want to return to homeostasis, to a an even keel. Things maintain. For example, there is something called the conservation of energy, and there's also the conservation of angular momentum. It's a resistance to something being lost. As a matter of fact, nothing is lost. In the the case of the conservation of energy, it simply changes forms, but it remains the same. Do you understand? There's a tendency for things to want to be the same, and for example, in electromagnetism, you have what's called Lenz's Law, where if there's a changing magnetic field and you have a wire or a loop of wire in the magnetic field, a current forms that moves in a direction that opposes the change in the magnetic field. So the current can flow one way or the other, but it flows in the way that opposes the change so that the current's flow produces a magnetic field that, that opposes the change. That's the main point I make. And if you're in a car and you press on the accelerator real hard and accelerate, you feel oppressed. It presses you because you're changing and it resists the change. Do you understand? So, I think I made my point. So, that's the way it is. Now, how about in the realm of justice, and the realm of morality, the spiritual realm? How about there? well there it's very similar but a little bit different in a very important way and i think if i could explain that to you it might give you the clue to solve the riddle of existence and find out where you've been going wrong and get on the right path if you could just grasp this little thing that i'm trying to tell you now i'm going to cover a lot a lot so you may have to listen to this program again i just wrote about this in in a new book that I'm publishing. I'm gonna just talk about it very quickly here. But first, let me start with a typical example of something that seems like it's restoring things to the way they were, but it's not really, and, it's, and things are not working out. And that's the kind of a situation that a lot of you have had in your life multiple times. So I'm gonna get right back to that right after this little message. I'm a man with a microphone, so people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. This program is a labor of love. I buy the airtime to bring you this special message. Be sure to check out our many free resources at SheddingShackles.com. Welcome back. I've given some examples from the world of physics and the world of chemistry and the world of math, how things balance out and how things try to return to homeostasis and how change is opposed so so the things stay the same. I gave you examples. I talked about Lentz's Law, and I talked about conservation of angular momentum and conservation of energy, and I talked about uh, gravity when you accelerate. So, I think you've got the idea now. Here's an example of how things wanting to be returned to an even keel or balanced out or restored, how we bungle it. Here's a classic example. Let's say a teenager is there. Could be anybody. I'll just say a teenager because I know of this example in in my life. I actually know a person, a very nice person that this happened to. At school, somebody stole her stuff. Somebody stole her stuff at school and then you know what? It wasn't long before she started to steal other people's stuff. And it just broke my heart. She got in trouble. Her mom was very angry. But someone stole from her, so she stole something from someone else. So do you see how, and of course, she was resentful. She was angry about it having been stolen. But do you see how in her own way, a wrong way, of course, but can you see how she was trying to restore things again to the way they were? She was trying to get back what was taken from her. It seemed like justice. See, justice as in nature in math, in science, in chemistry, in physics. Things want to be balanced. So it is in in the moral realm, and we have a sense of, of justice, don't we? When somebody steals something, then you want it back. It's only fair. And if they won't get it back, then you think they should be punished. Or none of the above, then you steal from someone else. It's usually someone else, usually someone innocent. But having stolen back, obviously the person's not getting it quite right, because stealing from someone else is not right. It's not a right thing to do. It causes an imbalance for them, and it tempts them to want to steal. Do you see? We all know the solution to to this sort of thing. We know what the solution is, and the solution is to forgive, to let it go. Yeah, if you can get it back, great, but otherwise, don't resent it. Don't hate the person. Don't judge the person. Let it go. Let it go, in your soul. Let it go. Then you will have lost something, but you won't have lost your dignity. You won't have lost your honor. You won't have lost your compassion. You won't have lost something from your soul. So let it go. But now I'm going to tell you how God has this most wonderful economy that, like magic, not only restores things, but more, much more, than anything that was lost. This moral economy that we that we need to talk about has magic in it. But let's talk about the basics. Let's talk about the basics before the magic. First there's basics, and then there's magic. The basics are that... There has to be justice. And so if somebody's stuff is stolen, they want to get it back. That's the basics. But the magic comes in when you lose something and you don't hate the person who stole it from you or took it from you. You lose something and you don't resent them. and you don't judge them. You let it go, in other words. There's magic in that. Now, it's kind of written into our nature that we want things restored. Just as I gave you the example of the conservation of energy and the conservation of angular momentum, and gravity-resisting acceleration, and that sort of thing, and homeostasis, things restored. So, it's kind of written into the human being that if if something is unfair, it should be balanced out. Do you understand? But we make the mistake, of resenting the other person and hating them and then trying to get revenge on them or stealing from somebody else and that sort of thing. See, that's our mistake. And so, in the second half of this program, I'm going to talk about the magic. I talked about the basics. Now, I'm going to talk about the magic. But just a little clue for you. Should you lose something for Christ's sake, for the sake of what's right, what's true, what's fair, what's just, what's honorable, should you lose something and not hate the other person, not resent them, and let it go out of the goodness of your heart because you see it's not right to resent other people, then that is where the magic can happen in God's wonderful economy. Christ said that, he said, give and it will be given to you in good measure, pressed down and overflowing. And the second half of the program, that's what I'm going to be talking about a little bit more, so stay tuned. You see, there is a timeless realm. A realm of perfect patience, perfect love, perfect stillness. And when your soul, see, when your soul is aligned with God, then it is very close to that timeless realm. You're in the world, but not of the world. You're in the world, but it's a little distant. You're in the world, but you're very close to this timeless realm. And Christ was so close to the Father, so close to the Father, that at some point, he could step across into that realm. Just like on Star Trek, remember they had a transporter, I forget what it was called, but a person would be, would go in, in it and they would dematerialize and then they would materialize somewhere else. Well, such magic is possible. You see, everything God does is magical. Look at a butterfly or the way the clouds move across the blue sky. Look at the sweetness in a little child. Look at the beauty of nature, and you'll see magic everywhere. Well, God is perfectly capable of helping you get better. But you must find him. Become still, and know that he is God. And you will find him, and he will come to your aid.
0: In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. That's SheddingShackles.com.
2: Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program.
0: Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. When you send a gift of any amount, you'll receive one of Roland's ebooks, including Putting the Forever Back in Love, Forbidden Food, and Becoming a Friend of God. Simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the right-hand icon, ebooks.
1: Welcome back, everyone. In the first half of the program, I talked about the moral economy and I said that things um, need to be restored to what's fair. There has to be justice. There has to be fairness. And a lot of people, a lot of people spend their whole life. See, when they were a kid, something, there was something unfair. Dad left. Dad divorced mom and left. Or mom hated dad for no reason. It was unfair. Or dad, Or mom hated you. Because you reminded her of her husband who she hated, or you were accused of something in school they said you did something and you didn't do it, or somebody else was popular and was treated much better than you, and you resented it, say so you felt it wasn't fair, and so those types of things become become trauma when we're when we resent and hate other people, because look, remember we talked about fairness. We talked about justice. We said there has to be fairness, didn't we? We said that. There has to be justice. But now look, if you hate another person, if you hate another person, that introduces an unfairness, an injustice. It introduces a negativity. Do you understand? Do you understand that? So, that's not a good thing to do. And if they see you hate them, then they hate you back. They're tempted to hate you back. Do you understand? So that's why we have to let go of hate, let go of judgment, let go of resentment, let go of retaliation, let go of revenge. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. Remember? Let it go. Let it go. Whatever was done to you, let it go. Don't hate the person. It doesn't mean you have to like them. It doesn't mean you have to pretend that everything's fine and wonderful. It just means let it. Let it go. Forgive and forget. Now, let's talk about God's magical economy. Now, you see, we talked about physics and about chemistry. And we talked about the basics of uh, the moral economy and said there has to be justice. But make sure you don't try to get justice in the wrong way. See, God said, judgment is mine. Judgment is mine. So, let it go. Let the unseen hand take care of things. And you just go about your business and don't hate other people. It's so simple. Now, what I want you to see is that if you do let it go, if you don't resent other people and don't hate them, and then there's God's wonderful magic. See, there's something that God is, and that is he is generous. He is gracious. He is kind. He is forgiving. He has mercy. I once heard a joke. They said that when somebody does something to us, then we cry out, justice, justice. But when we do something to somebody else, then we cry out, mercy, mercy. See what I mean? So God has mercy and kindness and long-suffering and patience and generosity and love. Now, you want to see an example when it comes to, and it comes in, you see it, when there's a creative process going on. See, God is creative, and he gives plants, and humans, a little bit of a chance to be creative co-creative. So take a look at a plant. Let's say there's a seed, one little seed, put the seed in the ground, and then you have a tree. And upon the tree, you will then have hundreds of apples. And in the hundreds of apples, the bounty of bushel baskets of apples, each one has many seeds in it. And each one of those seeds... Is another tree and more apples and more seeds. You start off with one seed and eventually you have thousands of trees and millions of apples and billions of seeds. Do you understand? That's God's creativity and it's all good. It's all good. So now do you get the idea? Will and Ariel Durant wrote some huge volumes about the history of the Western world. At the very end, they produced a little tiny volume called The Lessons of History, just a skinny, thin little book. And one of them was Nature Loves Large Numbers. Well, God is the creator. He loves large numbers. He's very generous. And so... Should you give up something for Christ's sake, for righteousness' sake, you give up some worldly thing, you give up other people's approval, you give up trying to win a popularity contest, you give up being ambitious, you give up expecting some reward for being a husband or a wife or a father. You give up those things for righteousness' sake. And watch the magic. Because whatever you lose in terms of worldly favor and possessions, God will make up for a thousandfold and more. Not only his blessings, not only his approval and his love, but even in a material way. It's magic, it's magic, God's magic. But you have to learn to not react to other people, especially don't hate them, don't resent them, don't judge them, realize that people are lost sheep, Something is driving them, something is pressuring them from within. So don't hate them, but don't react to them either. Just, just watch with mental distance and compassion, but not worry. And spend your time trying to find your heavenly father. See all the beautiful things that he's made all around, the blue sky, the puffy clouds, the trees, the birds, people, mountains, the water, It's beautiful. He made it all, and he made butterflies. Get to know your Heavenly Father and live in his beautiful kingdom. We find a good Father who, for his goodness and his mercy and his kindness and his justice and his patience, above all patience, patience, will have a wonderful the salutary effect upon your being, just like beautiful bright sunlight makes everything look good and dries out the rain, the flowers grow, and the clothes on the line become fresh and smell sweet. And in his light and with his blessing and with his help, and with his correction that's right with his gentle gentle correction you will grow in stature to become the prince or the princess that you were meant to be never mind whether you're all messed up or not it doesn't matter Do you love god deep down in your heart you love what's right you love what's sweet you love the innocence of children well, then you love God. And you know what? The journey begins. Just learn to be still. Get the little meditation and you'll be on your way. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? well then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage one of the ones that i don't talk about a lot i should talk about more is my book called putting the forever back in love oh what a wonderful book it's it's over 300 pages putting the forever back in love i talk about how to improve your relationship what to do if your wife asks you to leave how to forgive and forget okay how to Stay married for a long time and live happily ever after. How to develop character, and learn to bear suffering, and grow from it. Okay, and how to have understanding when you deal with other people. Okay, and how not to judge your husband so much, and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get "Putting the Forever Back in Love." Just visit sheddingshackles.com, or talk to a pastor.org. And you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the forever back in love. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm here to help you by simply awakening you to what you know in your heart. Because that comes from God. That was the beginning. That was your innocence. That was your sweetness. That was your perceptiveness. And you've set it aside. Now you must refine it. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand. And you're free to be patient. when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free, you are compulsive, and you move with impatience or anger or resentment, stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else, not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness, and his kindness, and life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.